Welcome back to the Red Dirt Road Podcast, everybody. Season one finale. We have made it. Made it here. It's been a long journey. I got Alex Breitenbach and Matt Chase, Matt Chase with me here today and uh, sitting here on a Friday. Sun's out and uh, wow, here, here we come. We started back back in uh, what, eight, almost, yeah, exactly, April of 2020, starting out recording first episode released in May of 2020, and here we are in March, getting ready to release our final album of the season, and it's definitely not going to be, the seasons will not be this long in the future, but, you know, here we are. How are you guys doing today? Hanging in there, man, you know, good to be back, and, you know, good to close out the first season three years later. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Doing How about good, you, man? Doing good. Everything's good. Just finished up with uh, Living on Moonshine. So it's been pretty fun here getting this uh, video, music video out to you guys. So keep your ears and eyes peeled for the new music video coming soon. Okay, so we got the 100 Proof Neon album review, and I'm not going to waste any time. A lot of stuff that we could get into here, reminiscing about the season. We're not going to do that. We're getting right into it because we got one episode left, the 100 Proof Neon album review. And we're going to get right into it. Now, I want some debating here. I want some debating. Mm -hmm. Matt, I want you defending those songs. (laughs) If you got them ranked low, I I better hear you say why. Better hear you say why you got them. They're not good and, and vice versa because... I'll tell you right now, first couple songs, not much drama. Not much drama. Third song that we got on here, ooh, there's some drama. And I want to hear from Alex, and I want to hear from Matt Mm. on these. Coming in at number 11, we've got The Blade. Now, this is an interesting one in here because it's the true cover, you know, and, and I kind of felt like it didn't really fit in a hundred percent with this, I felt like the Ashley Monroe version was better. And it's just a very slow song just doesn't entirely fit in with the narrative of like drinking bar. It's definitely a heartbroken song, but just overall, not a whole lot to say. I just like the Ashley Monroe version better. And that's kind of how I grade covers is like, is it better than the original? In this case, I say no. You know, I, I don't think there's really much to say in it. We all kind of had it pretty low in our rankings. Um, you know, I, I mean, uh, I guess, Alex, anything you, you've got it as, as low as I do. I, anything you got to say about this? I, 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 I did not like it. It reminds me of the Drake song. Ford, I like it. See, yeah, this is, I, this I is why like you and I all. like you on here. If, if, if you don't like this it, is, you just say it. I, I mean, well, no, I'll be honest with you. It reminds me of uh, what what's the song by Kix Brooks that we reviewed a while back called The River. That just oh. sucked. It was a terrible <laughs> song. But like, no, that was yeah. Th- th- this reminded me of that. Uh, I'm sorry. That's why. I, that's why it's at my 11th position. Everything else on the album was very, very good or a very close. Like you know, uh, it was it was very, very difficult to deter- determine the rankings of the other songs on this album. But certainly not this one. This one sucked. Okay, we're gonna go here to number 10. On the list, oops, sorry about that. She's why I drink whiskey. Another one, not a whole lot of drama. We kind of 
we all had these, you know, Alex and I had it ranked at eight, Matt at nine. And, you know, this is one I actually interviewed Terry McBride for. And, you know, none of us had it at the very bottom of our rankings. But just overall, I don't know, just didn't stand out a whole lot to me. Uh, Matt, what, what, I'll, I'll throw it to Matt here. What do you think this song really was not a strong candidate of this album? It was trying to be a ballad. It was trying to be your classic ballad type of song. And I think it missed the mark a little bit. I think the writing was a little off. They didn't, I think the syllabalism and the writing of it was a little bit off and a little different from the rest of the song. So kind of put it in a little weird category. So I'm with you guys. Didn't really ring true to my heart. And you could tell it may have just been reaching and grasping for straws on this one. Yeah, Alex, probably similar. Yes, similar vibes. I think a little bit of a reach, but at the same time, you know, I think this was, it was, you know, it's, it's, it was a big difference between, uh, like, uh, or at least in the rankings were competitive between she's why I drink whiskey and honky tonk skin for me, you know, in terms of what, you know, kind of, you know, fits the, cause whoa, again, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, don't be, that, don't be giving it away. Sorry, cause sorry. we got, that, not... we got some interesting things coming up later with, uh, with that song. So, okay, okay. Well, I won't, well, I won't give away too much, but you know, I'm just saying this was, a this was a tough choice to make. But yeah, no, I, I I do think it it does miss the mark just a tad. But I I I honestly I like the song, like even though it's like you know. No, I don't think it's a bad song. No. You know, I mean, but yeah, I think that's all we have to say about that one. Here here's where it gets interesting though for me in these rankings is not honky tonk skin, honky tonk town. Mm. Oh, Matt, a big old three, a big old three. Me and Alex had that down at nine and ten, and. I don't know who I want to go to first, Matt. I haven't heard anything about you from this song. Alex, I'm very interested as well, though, because Alex and I reviewed this song and uh, I was straight out of the book. I, I straight out of listened to the song. I said, I don't like it. And Alex, you had liked it. I'm going to I'll throw it over to Alex first. Clearly, your mind has has changed a I mean, lot on the song. Well, 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 yes and no. See, this is the problem I had. I, think I, I really persuaded you. I I really like this album as a whole. Like, I think it's a it's a masterpiece. This album, and the issue with it is like I I I was I had a very very difficult time ranking these songs, like uh, with with the exception of maybe the blade and she's why I drink whiskey, but like the the rest of these songs were very very good and so it was kind of difficult to you know rank them and like do them justice equally so yeah though this um though this song is what my, my what my 10th i still think it's a pretty good song i mean but it, it's not the song that i was listening to it's not one of the ones that i was listening to constantly i would say you know of the while i was binge streaming this album like that um honky tonk town was not one of the ones that i was listening to consistently not saying i don't like it all right all right that's that's enough of that i want to hear a little debate right here between you and you and matt matt let's defend this song what number three yeah for me it's up there in the top three for me uh oh two reasons for me you gotta remember i'm a songwriter now so 
I really respect the hook. The hook of this song, okay, the chorus, the hook is what we song we call it the hook. Uh, just turned out really beautiful. The songwriting, I felt, really nailed it. And get this, you know I love steel pedal and steel guitar, right? Come to Ohio, first thing you hear is that steel pedal. You know oh, I yeah. love the steel pedal. And Honky Tonk Town, trust me, plenty of steel pedal in there, and that's what made it so sweet to me. Mm -hmm. I got to say, I do not like this song. I, I think it's one of the lesser songs on it. I, I think it's... To be honest with you, I, I to have Jake Worthington on this song, such a great voice. Right. And you didn't give him any opportunity to give his own verse. It's just true. It was so disappointing to me. Another song we're going to get on here, Road to Abilene. They did the opposite. They gave Parker McCollum a great amount of time. The other thing I don't like about the song, it's called Honky Tonk Town. They're not there. You'd mentioned the lyrics. None of the lyrics are about a town. They're about a bar. Correct. I I would think honky tonk town. They're talking about, you know, uh, some guy sitting on a corner, you know, something people about the town. They're not really talking about the town. So right. to be honest with you, I don't know what this song is about. Um, yeah. So moving on to number eight here. If love ever comes my way again. Now, this one's kind of similar but we got alex here at the top and uh, ranked it at number four you know i i thought i was kind of being critical but this song kind of it it, it got a little bit better as t t uh, over over time with me i think that the verses are the better part of it than the chorus it gets a little bit wonky um alex again flipping your uh you know when we had reviewed the song you did not like it you 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 just you didn't like it. you got a number four now what changed i think you gotta kind of like I, I i think the reason why i changed my mind is personally like i i kind of relate to this song more like the kind of longing like in loneliness sense of kind of feeling that you know the guy the, the guy's like you know singing about oh if, if love ever comes my way again you know it's a it's a longing song and i and i and, and i did really like it i think it sounds really good um and I know, like, you know, the first time I listened to it, I didn't really appreciate it that much. But I'd actually done, uh, you know, when I started, you know, binging the album for uh, this review session, it kind of grew on me. It's one of those things that initially, when I listened to it the first time, I didn't I didn't feel like I really appreciated it for what it was. And then I, I as I kind of started, uh, kind of started to pick it apart more, I, I, I think I did, uh, did like it quite a bit more. So it's definitely top five for me. I mean, it it grew on me as well, just not as much. Uh, Matt, what you know, opposite corner here, you know, flip flopping. What what do you got to say about this song? I didn't. Yeah, I I felt that it was just a, a throwaway song. I I felt like it was a throwaway song. Like they needed an extra song for the album, and it just felt like, hey, let's just do this one. I didn't feel much effort or energy was put into this. I mean. That's so all. This, that, that's all fair, but you know, hey, I mean, I I think it sounds good. <laughs> like, sounds good. Right. Might be a throwaway, but it sounds good. <laughs> yeah, here's my fourth best song of the album. Might be a throwaway. <laughs> all right, so this next one here, th this this hurt me. This hurt me. It saved me a little bit when I saw Alex's rankings. Okay, but when I saw Matt's, which I saw first, it. This hurt deep in my heart more than any other. Oh, dear. 
I got this tied at number one. You got it last place? Wow. Oh, coming in with that fiddle? It's got the steel guitar. You got Dean Dillon on the lyrics on this song. Matt, what what in the world? This is a beautiful song. It's simple. It lets Ronnie Dunn sing. I mean, oh, what? Oh, man. Yeah, I'm Alex sorry. Alex kind of closer to the Matt side with the seven, but still just didn't yeah it just didn't it didn't do it for me you know i'm i'm thinking ronnie dunn 1990s neo-traditional i'm thinking that and then i hear this song and for me it just didn't move the juices or move the the, the radar the meter for me just kind of felt it was a little flat in 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 my opinion i mean i just i get a merle haggard vibe i don't get that when i listen to the song no i don't i get i get zero 90s vibes it's like 70s i get that merle haggard yeah. 80s you know it, it comes in you listen to big city by merle haggard it's almost exactly like this comes in with the fiddle and the twin fiddles not no other song on this album is like it i i, I mean i'll i'll give it to you the lyrics are not top notch and it's really the only reason why i didn't put it at alone at number one i put it tied <clears throat> the lyrics are not the the standout thing but i think it just you know, she's just something I can't have. And then it's got that steel guitar and it that fiddle at the beginning. And I think after the second verse, yeah. it's just instrumentally, I think it's maybe the best song. Like if you were going to play a song and just play the instrumental version, I think this would be number one for me. I'll give you that. Yeah. Instrumental, it's definitely higher up than what I would put just for the instrumental purpose. Yes, I agree with that. Yeah. So it's the lyrics that you got yeah. low or what's the... the lyrics and just uh, I, I just felt like there wasn't much energy put into it. But yeah, I just felt like he just kind of wasn't into it for some reason, I, I felt. But the instrument, I have to agree. Yes, the fiddle, I have to agree. I did enjoy the fiddle. Yes. All right, Alex, you're coming in in the middle here. What what's your yeah, what's so your take? I, I I think that this is a great song, but oh, I don't think like you. I, like Even it's a but, seven. But honestly, I well no 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 no, it's a seven because you know it's still not in my top five, top six. You know, I I, I think it's a good song, um, uh, and I I I loved the steel guitar. I love having the duet on uh on the track for sure. I think Ronnie Dunn does a good job, but like you know. Again, still to me, you know, this is a very difficult album to rank. So I honestly think that this is why that's my seventh. Wow. You know, this this is this is one <clears throat> this is one that I was gonna put at two, maybe three for a while. I would say three. And I just I just kept going back to it and I just said this is just great song. This is another one interesting. Where the neon lies. I mean, we are all over the place with this one. We are all over the place. We got Alex ranked it at two, Matt five, and me at ten. <clears throat> ten. I don't get that. Let I, me remind I, you, this ugh. is the album version. This is not the Tristan Merez version. You do know. Right. Yeah, that's true. <clears throat> now, Which me, I, the, I reason, the reason why it's in my top five is I could relate to this song. The lyrics and the songwriting almost has kind of happened in my life. If you go back and listen to the lyrics that he said and what I've experienced, uh, I really related to this song a lot. That's why it's in my top five, because I put myself in this song. So I love the lyrics. I felt the lyrics. I lived some of the lyrics. So that's why, for me, it's in the top five. 
here's why I don't agree with that because I love this song lyrically, but it just when I'm when I'm grading a cover, the lyrics are kind of out the door, you know, because the lyrics you got two different versions you can listen to. The lyrics are the same in both. So am I going to listen to this version or am I listening to the original? I'm listening to the original 10 out of 10 times. Um, first of all, you got Tristan Mraz on the original and Ronnie Dunn. And then it's just more of a country version. This one, the production style is a little weird. It's got the back. Pretty much every song's got this background vocals, but this one is very loud, very prominent in the chorus. Overall, I just, uh, you know, I think it's significantly worse than the original version. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I'm going to have to disagree. I think they both do a very good job. And I mean, you know, I and like Matt had said earlier, I, I, I do kind of relate to this song, you know, being a, um, a college student that's gone through ups and downs. You know, it's uh, it is quite a good song. I and, you know. Marshall, I, I I don't know. You're saying you love the lyrics, but you made it a ten. I I I I just I don't get that. Like I I get because your I don't like there, listen like, to mm. the song. Mm. All right, That's... let me give you an example. Okay, let's say let's say that I strum the guitar and I sing Neon Moon. Okay, what are you grading that? I can't sing, so it don't <laughs> matter how good the lyrics are. And Ronnie Dunn, he can sing well, but he's already on the other version, so. I mean, <laughs> so are you saying they should have just put Tristan Mraz's version on the album, and just cut it there? Yeah, I mm. think I, that's how I judge covers: is is it better than the original? And I think I just think the production style they they I don't they kind of they couldn't get out of their own way with this one. I I don't like the way they did that. Uh, okay, that's fair. I'll agree to disagree. That's fair. All right, wait a minute. All right, all right. You know what? Before we get to this, uh, l- l- let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Okay, if the original version, because you got this at two, so let me ask you this: If they added the original version as a twelfth song to this album, where are you ranking it? Uh, I'm I'm ranking it my number one song. Number one song. Number one song out of so it's so if the original version is on this album, it's better than any any song that's currently on there. Uh, aside from uh, aside from my number one pick, uh, well, no, that's what I, yeah. You got eleven well, songs in the album. You add the original version to the song. Where are you ranking it? I, I'd I'd say it's tied for first place with with my other okay. top one okay. pick. Well, then, uh, we, okay, we agree then that it's better than this version. <laughs> Two steppers waltz in the sh- waltzes and shuffles here. I think these top five, you know, we sort of all kind of agree they belong in the top. We kind of have different, different orders, but really these next, uh, these next, well, not these next three, three of these uh, next four songs, I really had in a similar order. You see, I have this at six with Alex. And to be honest with you, I could have had it at four. I could have had it at five. So Matt, I got no, you know, it, I, I I could have put it at four as well. Um, but very close. Those three, four, five, and six for me were very close. Um, already heard your take on this song, Matt. So I guess I'll throw it to Alex. 
What do you what do you think about this one? Yeah, I no no no. I I I think it's definitely a great song that deserves a high ranking, but the question is where to put it, you know, in my opinion it, it definitely belongs, you know, inside the top 6, which is kind of why it's uh, it made my 6th position. You know, it doesn't like it it's not like hits it out of the park, but it's a very very good song to listen to and I, and I like listening to it again and again. Yeah, this was this was tough to put this one all the way down at six because, like I said, it could have been all the way up at four. There's kind of three songs there for me that were uh, very, very close. This next one, got good bartender here. And this one, I had uh, one of my most streamed songs. I got it at three, Alex, five, Matt at the seven spot. I got to ask you, Matt, I am very surprised that you have it down at the seven. And if you listen to my review of this song, the song, the the music behind it is, you know, and you have broken your hearts, obviously very high. You know, the music is almost the same. It is. It, it, it's a very subtle change in the guitar from the broken neon hearts. And I think the lyrics of this song are great the way they're talking about what they need from a good bartender. I'm kind of surprised that you have it so low on the ranking since it sounds so similar. That's why though, because what you just said, it kind of sounds like broken neon hearts, same type of like chord progression. It's almost like they're, they were like, Hey, I like this GDC thing. Let's maybe just str- you know, strum pattern it different. It, it just didn't really stand out for me. Yeah. The lyrics were good. I have to admit, I do like that play on words. We need a good bartender uh, to get us through all this. And, and like, it's kind of sad. It's, it's kind of has a sad vibe to it really. Uh, and so it just was kind of dragging for me a little bit, still at my top seven, but yeah, it's not, it's not in my top five, but that's just my opinion. And it was just kind of, it did sound like broken neon hearts a little bit. Maybe that's why for me. I mean, the entire album's kind of sad, you know, in it, terms is, of it is kind of sad, right? <laughs> yeah. I, I just, I hear what, I hear what you're saying, but I think that Ronnie Dunn pulls it off is all I can say. I mean, I yeah. feel like. When he sings this song, and he didn't even write this song, um, when he sings it, he just, it feels like a boots good and boogie. He really belts it out. And uh, I don't know. I, I think I think it works with him. I get what you're saying, and I, I believe it. They kind of did take their top song and just kind of replicate it. But I don't know. It works. I feel like it's, it's a good song. Tied uh, for number two. Somehow this worked out. At uh, average ranking of 4.67, we got Honky Tonk Skin and Road to Abilene, which worked out, I think, right as it should, because I had these two songs and the two steppers uh, very close, very similar. So, Matt, you've got Honky Tonk Skin at the top, and I have got it at at two. I've got mine at four. Alex, all the way down at eight. Let's talk about that one. Let's let's yeah. get a little let's get a little debate. I'll throw it over to you guys. Alex versus Matt on this song. Very different in where you think these belong on the album. Yeah, I I, I did not really like. I I feel like the subject matter is a little bit repetitive because like we kind of get similar vibes from Honky Tonk Town and from. And and I I don't know I I I just think that yeah it, it's a decent song, but it's not something that I'm like it wasn't an earworm for me it just didn't 
fit my like I, I I don't really think it fits the vibe of like you know we were talking about most of the album is pretty sad so it doesn't exactly fit the vibe but you know hey it's it's good that it's an outlier but I I I had a a little bit of a debate because initially it was at six for me and then I bumped it up to one, once I listened to the rest of the album but that's my two cents on it uh, for me I love the title. Um, I know that you're not supposed to judge a book by its cover or a song by its title, but I love the title. It instantly, you know, I wish I came up with something like that. Uh, that's just a great title. And I was really curious. So I listened to it over and over. I just love the way if you want to know how to write a good song, you listen to Honky Tonk Skin. And it's a great uh, just a, just a, it just shows how to write your bridge, your verses, your hooks. Come back and do it for the final time. Um, it's definitely one of my all-time favorites on this album. Love it. Well, our boy Ira Dean, he'll be he'll be happy to hear that. We yeah, we interviewed him about the song. Yeah, I gotta tell you what, this song has grown on me a lot since talking to Ira Dean. And I loved talk to him. He he met he talked about how this is it, it, it made me look at it in a different light. He talked about the influence from the Rolling Stones. And, you know, I was like, wow, that really makes a lot of sense. Because when I first listened to it, I thought, kind of like Alex said, this doesn't really belong on this album. Like, why is this on here? And it just kind of felt like, huh, what's going on here? It's got this piano. It's kind of interesting. But it, when you think of it as kind of like a Rolling Stone song, I, it's kind of a jam, and I think it's a song that doesn't take it too seriously. Like, it's uh, the baptized in neon. <laughs> That's funny. This this song is a jam, and it's 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 rose from, I mean, probably conservatively seven or eight on my rankings all the way up here to four. Uh, again, it could have been at six because I got a few songs that are very similar to that. But, yeah, I think it's a, a solid song. And then Road to Abilene, we kind of all – have it a little bit clustered more together between three and six on the rankings. Uh, Matt, you were on for that out for that episode. So I guess I'll, you know, Alex here, you got it up at three. What, what do you think about this? Oh, no, I, I love the road to Abilene. I thought it was a, a definitely a very good song. The lyrics really resonated with me. I thought it was good songwriting and definitely a good song for me. Uh, it definitely is outside my, t- uh, uh, it's, I mean, it, it definitely inside the top five. So I picked three, nice spot because it's not the best song on the album, but you know, hey, it's a pretty good song. And uh, I think we all know what the number one song is, almost unanimous. <clears throat> Broken Neon Hearts. Outside of me putting it at tied for one, which uh, I thought for a while it'd just be number one, but. Uh, yeah, just what a great song. I mean, lyrically, it's 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 funny, it's good. It's just it's got that rhythm, it's got that beat, got that guitar loop. It's it's uh it's a song you throw out on a party, song they put on in the car. It's it's really a great song. And you know, I'm interested, I'm interested to hear Alex's take on this because even though this is such a big song, uh I haven't really heard you talk about it because Matt and I were talking about this song that came out. So Alex, again, what what do you think about this song? I mean, clearly you have it at number one, but do you nah, think I there's a big gap Neon between Hearts. your second one? What do you think? Um, in terms of my 
No. I, I think that, you know, where the neon lies and Broken Neon Hearts are – I mean, Broken Neon Hearts was one of my top listened-to songs of 2022. So this was definitely, you know, a, a song that was worth the, the top. Right? It was the only – song that consistently appeared on my on repeat playlist on spotify because i was listening to it so much it's a great song absolutely masterfully written and i love the play on words there broken neon hearts just an unbelievable song that he hits out of the park there you know and yeah i'll tell no you what this, this was that. my number one song streamed in 2022 Matt, any uh, any thoughts now that we're one year from reviewing it? Everything was done just right from instrumental, from the verses, from the hook, from the bridge, from his vocal, the way that they mixed and mastered it. Everything perfect, well-blended, number one song on the album, and I'll always love it for the rest of my life. Right? Broken neon hearts. I just love how he does that. I like it. I love it. <laughs> So what do you guys think? Here's our here's our rankings, our average rankings coming up right here. Uh, you know, I mean, it's it's a weird way to get there because you've got songs like Honky Tonk Skin Tied for Two with Alex all the way, you know, him ranked down at eight. You got something I can't have with me all the way down tied, tied for one. So final, final thoughts on this album before we're kicked out of Zoom here. I think it is a pretty great album. Uh, you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with saying you got a couple bad songs on an album. I mean, no. pretty much no, no. every album has a couple bad songs, and this is 11 songs, it's a full album. And honestly, I think the two that are not my favorite, a couple not my favorite, are the two covers. So, the original version, the original songs on here, I think are awesome. Ronnie Don produced this album, he's singing it, and he wrote a lot of the songs, he did awesome. It's a must-have for your library. If you haven't downloaded it, I, anybody listening, do yourself a favor, download 100 Proof Neon. Yeah, no, for sure. 100%. Absolutely worth the download. Thanks, y'all, for listening to Season 1 of the Red Road Podcast.